over the fangirls. I like that. <laughs> and then cracking a... That's kind of awesome. Damn it! Alright, we can't fuck this one up. Okay. Alright, ready? We're the fangirls. Hi! How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. And <laughs> hey, listeners, how are you? Wow! Awesome. <laughs> we'll never let that I'll go. I'll never stop. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Um, I am Devin Rocket. And my name is Emily Clark. And we are the, the Fangirls. Fangirls. Welcome. How are you? Welcome I, I already asked that. They, we know how they said. They're they already told us. Us. And they're having a rough week. Don't rub it in. <laughs> You're doing good. Are you here? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Um, why you, are we here? I'll why are we you, here? I, I'm happy to explain <laughs> why we're here and why we're in your ear holes. Yes. So, so we, deep in your ear holes. <laughs> deep in your bitch. <laughs> We're a horror movie review comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, we are not genre buffs. No, we are not film critics oh, professionally. No. Oh no, at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but we just have like the audacity to be doing this podcast. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if I had to explain who we are, yeah, deep down, well. Let me get into this. We're just two basic ass bitches that lost the Mega Million. So instead, we bought five shares of AMC stocks with zero oh. knowledge about anything what's going on with the stock stock market, mm -hmm. but saw promising TikTok videos in hopes that those five stocks will fill the one billion dollar void in their hearts and our bank accounts. And we love to watch scary movies, and we get very scared by them. And then we like to come back here. And to talk about them with, with you. you. Oh it's my a god, true story. I love it, and it's a true story. And <sighs> I bought five stocks of AMC. I don't know. You're why. an investor. I'm like a hedge fund, fund manager. <laughs> <laughs> I um stonks. <laughs> yes. Um, I know nothing about it. I actually I invested differently this week. Okay. Because that's the kind of fun thing about Devin and I. We're similar, but we invest differently. So like same, same, but different. You invest in AMC, I invested in Super Bowl Squares. Nice. I invested a hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. No. That is a lot. Hoping to win a thousand though. Easy. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. I you're braver than I because I only did seventy-five dollars. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. Anyway, moral of the story: We know shit about movies, and we're both poor, <laughs> and we both think we can invest in things that we know nothing, we know nothing about. about. Go sports, <laughs> go AMC, Nokia. What the fuck am I thinking? Um, okay, all right. So we're getting into it yes. straight away. Um, I'm going to start out with what movie we're watching early in this episode, so mm -hmm. I can explain a little bit about my intro here. So this week we are watching or have watched Psycho from 1960, 1960 baby. Yeah, yeah. Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Who? I don't know who that Never is. Never heard of him. <laughs> I think this might have been his debut film. I don't know. I think he yeah, was like yeah. a one and done yeah. type guy. Kind of a one hit wonder. Kind yeah, of guy. yeah, exactly. So when you think about Psycho uh -huh. and you think about the 1960s uh -huh. and you think about today's Republican culture, oh. what, what all 
what do you think of? What's a word that defines I think it? of everybody's favorite C word. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's no. okay. I actually love that word. It's so British. I love it so much. Uh, I was thinking of this, our second favorite C word. Mm-hmm. Censorship. So yeah, we're getting into censorship because this movie mm-hmm. and Republicans and even the fangirls, even your own fangirls have all experienced oppression. <laughs> I have been silenced. <laughs> the lamestream media yeah. is out yeah. here censoring us. Uh-huh. Um We'll tell you our story about censorship. We yeah. posted a cursed video on Tiki Talkie. Yes, and it was so cool. It was so cool. Don't worry, it's still on Instagram if you're curious. Yeah, go check it out. But TikTok told us it was too dangerous. Yeah. To be posted. We got, yeah, they took it down for dangerous acts. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's like the whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's a cursed talk. It's a cursed well, yeah, talk. Yeah, you're going to die in seven days after watching it. Yeah, we got censored. Um, Republicans are pretending that they're being censored on, on their Twitter. And they all scream about it in their microphones. <laughs> yes. On Twitter, they talk, talk about it. On Instagram, they talk about it. On Facebook, they talk about being mm-hmm. censored. Like, they have no means of communication at all. This is actually a little bit oldie-timey censorship here in mm-hmm. Psycho. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that don't know, that there there was, like, a censorship issue back in the day from, like, the 19, early 1900s to, like, 1960. That they were being, these movies in Hollywood were being censored before they were able to come out mm-hmm. on film and have their first screenings. So, I'm going to explain to you a little bit about censorship back in the day. Ah! And then we're going to compare it to nowadays. Oh my god, Professor Rock! <laughs> I cannot, t- you came up with the idea. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into <laughs> censorship in films. And I want to point out, like you did last week where I got my information. And, well, you always do this. You're very good about that. You've got to cite your sources. Gotta, if I know anything about MLA format, baby, mm-hmm. you got to cite your sources. So I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia. Never heard of her. Um, and I also got information from an article by Kristen Hunt called Hollywood Code Breakers, Psycho Scares the Censors. Mm. And I found this on medium.com. So if you're interested... There's a bunch of information in this article. We're going to start at the very beginning, which is like the beginning of censoring of movies and films in Hollywood. So there was this group that was put together, or I guess more of an administration, if you will, called the Production Code Administration, or as people refer to it, PCA. PCA. (laughs) And this was... um, established by the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America, MPPDA. Oh, the PPDA. Yeah, M-M- mm-hmm. M- yeah the, the PPTA. Oh, yeah, the PPTA. The PTA. The, the, the parent-teacher. <laughs> um, but it was established in the 1930s and put into action in uh, 1934 to enforce the Motion Picture Production Code. And the PCA required all filmmakers to submit their films for approval before release Mm -hmm. so basically they had this code that most like all the movies had to abide by because they thought that things were too scandalous or Mm -hmm. people shouldn't be watching these things so these are the type of pca codes these this does not um completely incorporate everything that was laid out in these but 
it was basically um, divided into two sets. So there is one set of general principles which prohibited films from lowering the moral standards of those who were watching it. And it called for depictions of the correct standard of life and forbade a picture to show any sort of ridicule towards law or creating sympathy oh for God. its violation. So basically in in layman's terms, like you had to, if it, if it was like something that was like morally corrupt uh-huh. or not law abiding, that uh, abiding that was looked down upon. And especially and if you're pass. framing it in like a way where you like feel bad for the criminal, like yes. in Psycho when she steals the money and you're exactly. like, she's still the protagonist. Yes. If there's a criminal, you have to make them pay for it. Like they have to go to jail or they have to die, you know, like they had to uh-huh. have some sort of punishment to be huh. able to be Whoa. a thing. Yeah. That's so different. It's, I know, like people love criminals. Now. Yeah. The second set of codes was particular applications, which banned things like um, specific curse words, homosexual homosexuality, um, biracial relationships. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and Ew. like I was saying, criminals must be punished, and authority figures must be treated with respect. Ew! Yeah, <laughs> never. Ew! I mean, never in my life. That's disgusting. Um, so, with this, it's like obviously extremely problematic now. Yeah, this is like disgusting. But at the end of the day, like people were talking about how much ca- uh, Catholicism had to do, like it had a big influence on these because a bunch of Catholics basically came around and created these codes. Makes sense. So they were like, hold morals, respect police and authorities, and also- don't ask what we do in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, but ignore that part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this is basically, I mean, put very simply, the the codes that okay. they were to abide by, and like obviously things like no violent, like no excessive violence, um, no nudity, no sexuality, like all these things that like made movies so fucking boring back mm. in the day. This group was formed, and these group of codes, I guess, were formed because they were concerned about government regulations, which was a big fear because government was starting to regulate and make codes for a bunch of different things. So Mm -hmm. they made this group um, to regulate the films because they were seeking to uh, avoid public outrage, boycotts and publicity and uh, like negative publicity, sorry, and federal censorship. So they created the MPPDA to improve the image of Hollywood. Like five major Hollywood studios agreed to hold the release of any film that they had created until the uh, PCA like gave them their seal of approval. So otherwise they would like face a fine of $2,500 or $25,000, sorry. And this was kind of self-censorship. Like they agreed to it because they wouldn't get the seal of approval and Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't do as well. And like these big companies obviously wanted to Right. Make as much as they could from it. By the late 1960s, the production code was abandoned entirely. And the MPAA then came up with the rating system that we now know today Mm. for movies. So like the G, PG, PG 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 PG-13, R, NC-17, X, 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 all those. So how does this... Go back to Psycho, you ask. Around this time, um, they were obviously strongly discouraged, uh, like discouraging violence, nudity, and basically anything that suggested um, loose morals. Okay. And so Hitchcock, he 
bought the rights to Robert Block's book, Psycho, mm-hmm. and then Joseph Stefano adapted it to this screenplay that we know today. Mm-hmm. Um, but they turned it, the screenplay, into the PCA, and it had a bunch of blaring code violations. Mm-hmm. And they, like, the PCA approved the basic story. Like, they wouldn't approve the basic film unless the ancestral relationship between Norman and his mom disappeared, basically. Uh-huh. And so Hitchcock was like, okay, fine. But then he would start to barter with these people with options. Like he would put in an option A, which is like the most gruesome, gory, whatever the fuck he could get away with, maybe. And then he would put in his most like easygoing, like option C, knowing that they would have to like barter and like come to an option B that he'd already planned for. Mm -hmm. So he would be like, it's either this or this, like really bad or really like easygoing. Uh And then they would meet in the middle to an option B. And then he would keep doing this. So when the PCA would demand that he take something out of the film, he'd insist that they allow him to put something else back in. So he'd be like, oh, you won't let me have this? Okay, cool. Then I need this to be in there because this is my whole vision and this is what I want. So we're going to cue the toilet this is sounds so fucking stupid but it's actually something huge in like the censorship movement and in this film because in this era with censorship you could not even show a toilet like it was unheard of no one has ever seen a toilet in a movie and it was thought to be like an offensive thing the pca they ultimately just allowed him to use this like toilet uh, scene like mm-hmm. And it was even more than just, like, having a toilet in it. Because it flushed. This was, like, unheard of, so, unseen. So wild. They were basically facing an upward, like, an uphill battle. Because uh-huh. the PCA was like, how can we say, like, we can't have a toilet flushing in the movie when in the next scene she's going to be nude and being stabbed to death and this guy is a um, mother killer, cross-dressing yeah. Yeah. serial killer. Yeah. Like, you can't. You really can't like this. You, you can't like die draw the hill. line at a toilet, but let yeah. all this other. It's like yeah, no. You can like kill your mom and like cross dress and like kill this girl and nude kill a in the shower. That you're really attracted to right, but like not the toilet. Like it just didn't that make is so any sense. Funny. Yes. Okay. So uh, Alfred Hitchcock was really really good about like bartering for things that mm-hmm. he felt were important, and he honestly had like a. I think he had a bigger plan than the things that he I'm like sure. the PCA had because. They would come back at him and he's like, I already planned for this. Like, here, uh-huh. here's this, then I have to have this. They were also upset about uh, the nudity in this film because in the 1960s, this was a lot of nudity. Yeah, like, no, bef- I believe it. But, like, they were upset about her wearing a slip in the beginning. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the shower scene, she's completely nude. I don't show anything crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've seen Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. that was zero percent of game of thrones and they also talk about like having her having like a sex capade at lunchtime in the middle of the day like Uh with this man and like at the beginning of the movie and they were like this seems like a little bit too sexual for our guidelines but they ended up being able to get away with it like Mm -hmm. they kind of altered and and edited certain things so that you they could get away with it and yeah. it could pass. The PCA, like I said, they it, they rejected the film on its first screening to them because they didn't like her and her slip, um, along with other things like that. So once they took those out and like kind of edited it a little bit better, they allowed them the seal of approval. I decided to, well, I did not decide this. Emily 
came up with this suggestion to compare it to today's censorship. And this yeah. is actually kind of really hard to to look up and like get some information on, but there isn't a lot of censorship in today's yeah. day and age, mostly because of the rating system that we do. Uh-huh. So, you know, you you're not gonna generally like censor any movie because you can just rate them into these groups like g anyone mm-hmm. can see it but r it's like you you're gonna want to like really yeah. restrict these people it's like 17 and up whatever but um like in a g-rated movie there are no like foul language uh-uh. there's no sex violence or substances and then you kind of just like release certain things from there so i'm not going to go through every single rating with you but i will go into like what makes an R movie or R rated movie yeah. an R rated movie because I feel like that was like the most interesting. Yeah. So like things that c- can make you be considered to be an R rated movie would be things like smoking weed, which wow, yeah, so strange. But oh my like, god, no, oh my so god, that seems so antiquated. But right, okay. and I don't know if that's like exactly to these the times right uh-huh. now because I think that smoking, especially with TV getting more like better tv and like them getting away with it more i'm sure that affects it but yeah well and like there's a lot more information coming out and like yeah. people are way more accepting of people smoking weed like right. there's obviously a it's lot of legal, benefits lot of yeah. yeah yeah um so that if you use more than one f word which we'd never say on this pod we'd be fuck. nc17 <sighs> so fast <laughs> yeah they're like this these bitches said it like a hundred thousand oh times in a 10 minute increment uh-huh. so there was like a thing where it was like Brokeback Mountain uh-huh. got an R rating uh-huh. when there's like none of this. Like there's no real R rated material yeah. in this besides being gay. gay. Oh my and God. And there was only one scene in the movie where they were like intimate and they got an R rating. So there's a lot of different things. And this is it's like really go. subjective still. I just kept going on it. Like, I wanted to understand, like, why some movies got an R rating yeah. and, like, what movies were close to an R rating and like, and, like, things like that. So, I got on a whole tangent. Um, but one last thing is, like, sociopathic behavior. People uh-huh. were, like, that that can by itself give you a R-rated review. And it's, weird. like, super subjective, like you said. One weird thing is that the Avengers, they almost received an R rating for showing big knife like being stabbed into a person that was it like they were facing an r rating and they had to cut it so that they didn't receive an r rating huh. and a big thing that i noticed in these um in my research i guess is that you don't want an r rating because it restricts your audience yeah. by a lot and you which is so don't make funny because even point. when i see movies like i if it's less than an r i just barely like I have a hard time thinking it's even gonna be good I know I'm the same I am the same way like for me it doesn't affect me like I want it to be Uh R-rated but I guess then you think about young kids like especially superhero shit yeah and like they're the whole thing with young kids is like their big hobby is like the only thing they can do is go to a movie theater Uh and see movies so it's like it they lose a lot of revenue from getting an R-rating and restricting their yeah that totally makes restricting the audience but also um things like spooks so it doesn't have to be like outwardly disgusting or Mm -hmm. raunchy or violent whatever but um if they deemed this like a movie to be too scary for young audiences they're gonna put it as an r so things like paranormal activity 
it was yeah, really it dark. doesn't really have it's anything that really, bad in it. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, it made people stay up in the night Again, and it gets scared. subjective. Totally subjective. Mm-hmm. And also the conjuring, which I understand. That one I yeah. Anyways. Um, this is just a really funny fun fact that I had found is that the Scooby-Doo movies first cut got slapped with an R rating. Oh <laughs> my god. Because of excessive cleavage. And what the fuck? A line that referred to oral sex. What what? Do you know what I, I mean? don't know. They didn't say what it was, but it, that was the reasoning. What? <laughs> is this the one with like Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Yes. I was what? dying. Like, I want to see that version. I I would die to see that version. Mm-hmm. Like the director said that he had to CGI whichever <sighs> character's cleavage it was because it was Sarah so Geller, it had right? to have been right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's a little peek into censorship. There's not a lot of censorship nowadays, which is good. I mean, there still is at this point. Like, if mm-hmm. you want to make a bunch of money, you don't want to be rated R. But some people really love rated R movies, like me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. it's kind of interesting, like, to know about the censorship back in the day. Like, people never showed a toilet, and I'm like, I literally watched a Zac Efron film where he had a boner and he planks over a toilet. Yeah, being on that movie so much. <laughs> I always thought that, like, I don't know where I heard this, but as far as, like, nudity mm-hmm. in the rating system, like, are you allowed to show, like, tits in a PG-13 now? I feel like you no. are. Are you? I don't know. It's gotten so weird where, like, in some, on some, like, you can say the F word on TV at night now. Yeah. After a certain time. And, you know, it's so weird. And it's what so. The, why did I just call it the F word? You can, call, <laughs> you can say the F word anytime. But I thought I heard for nudity, it's like, I thought you, I don't know where I heard this. Like, it's probably wrong. Actually, it might be right because I have never seen it. Um, I thought that you can show weens in movies, but as long as they're not erect. If they're erect, it's like automatically like at least NC-17 or like X-rated. That's crazy. I don't know for sure, but I feel like I've heard that. I feel like I've never seen an erect ween in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of... I've, I don't think I've ever seen Did one. you just lose a tooth? <laughs> it's my Apple Pencil cap. I did. It's white, and I had it in my mouth, and it fell out. <laughs> you lost a tooth. I was like, woman, no. <laughs> I'm like, we can finish the podcast, though. <laughs> so, but yeah. I like that. I think we should start our own like movie rating like by our own guidelines. Like you Ooh. were talking about the PMC PMCAA or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think we should start the SMAA, which would be the Slap My Ass Association, <laughs> and we rate every movie how hard our butt cheeks are stinging after we watch oh it. And God. you better believe we let erect weens in it. Um, we should start that. We should we can add that into We can our... add that as a bit at the end. Yeah, it's like, what would you rate this? Yeah, and I would instead say instead of our overall, we could be like, talk about it in the SMAA association. Like, I love it. I give it a six out of ten. There was a handprint on my ass for approximately thirty minutes after watching the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna get back into this. So. This movie came out in 1960. Ever heard of it? Emily, you Jeez. were like nine years old. <laughs> yeah, I was a youngster back then. <laughs> you weren't even a freaking sparkle in your parents' eyes. No, in my grandparents' eyes. And your eyes, parents maybe. weren't even born, maybe. <laughs> I know for a fact that my parents weren't born and I wasn't even a thought. My parents were born. 
My dad in the was 60s? Born, my dad was born in 1955, I think, and my mom was born in 1959, I think. She'll be mad at me for saying that. <laughs> she's like, she's hot for like she her is, age. Debbie, yeah. You look like a freaking dime. <laughs> yeah. It's true. She does, yeah. Anyway, so what we're saying is this movie's older than our parents, but not my parents, but older than Evan's parents, but my parents older than them, but they look great. <laughs> and they do. Sorry to get back to it. What was happening in the 1960s, Emily? I truly don't know. I know you don't. JFK announces his candidacy for the Democratic presidential election. Who? This is like so... It was hard for me because I'm so used to the pop culture things that we're used to. And this was like going back to the early days. When, yes. I'm like, wow. Um, US, the US launches their first weather satellite. And then okay. later on in that year, they launched their first navigation satellite, which... Why did it take to the 2000s to make GPS? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Uh, the FDA, the US FDA, approves its first ever birth control pill um. to be taken by the citizens. Uh -huh. um, a man named <laughs> Theodore Maiman operates the first laser. I'm like, the huh. first laser was made in 1960? I thought those were always around. Me too. It's just a narrow flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Well, that's, I'm not so stupid. Anyways, this is super interesting. Um, Turkey, have you heard of it? It's a country. Uh-huh. And also a place called Laos. I uh -huh. think that's right. Um, they both hold uh, successful coups on their okay. government. Cute. Heard <laughs> like, of it. <laughs> We Sounds get it. familiar. Relatable. <laughs> well, we held held an unsuccessful coup, <laughs> and they're all in prison now. God Sorry. Damn. Sorry, dummies. <laughs> New Zealand's first television station begins broadcasting Thank in Auckland. God, because New Zealand I would media slaps my ass so hard. I just want to be I want to be Zealand so bad. Oh, my God. My dream. Um, Dr. Seuss publishes Green Eggs and Ham. Okay. That's crazy. That's crazy. 1960? Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. embargo. This is something interesting for our past. <laughs> the U.S. embargo starts on Cuba. So Che and Fidel are daddying it up out there. Um, oh, God. You're you're such the you're such the Che to my Fidel. And you're the Fidel to my Che. Oh. <laughs> I saw this. It was like this was the time that Che's like famous picture that I have on a t-shirt. Yeah, looking so fine. Looking so fine. That was like the big staple of the time. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Ali wins go a gold medal in the Olympics okay. for boxing. For just like hitting. For just voice. punching. Really punch. 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 Really hard. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Richard Nixon and JFK participate in the first televised debate. And then they made out at and the then end. Turn into <laughs> XXX. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Flintstones airs its first episode. I love ABC. the Flintstones. I love it still. I just, yeah. Flintstone jokes are just. It's funny. Endless. Funny. And then JFK is elected president of the United States uh -huh. at 43 years old, oh which is God. crazy. Half the age of Biden now. Literally. <laughs> Some songs that are popular at this time. Okay. I'm really excited for this for okay. you. Okay. Bad Moon Rising came out by, uh, where did I write that so wrong? Clear, what is it? Cadence, Cadence, Cadence? Cadence Clearwater Revival. I wrote it Cadence. Okay. If that had to go through my SMAA 
rating, that would get reverberating, shaking on my ass cheeks for <laughs> three weeks because that slaps my ass so hard. Oh, I slaps. love that song. God, it's so good. The Twist by Chubby Tucker. Okay. Um, arguably the longest song title of all time. It's a bitsy teeny weedy yellow polka dot bikini. Okay. By Brian Highland. Um, I can get no. I can't get no. Oh, banger. Satisfied. Okay, so, and that's by the Rolling Stones. If Never you didn't know, I, <laughs> I want to hold your hand. By the Beatles. My girl. Talking about my girl. My girl. By the Temptations, mm -hmm. Respect by Aretha Franklin. Not even gonna attempt to sing Sad. that. I could never. <laughs> I could never. Um, and then Ain't No Mountain High Banger. by Marvin Gaye. Love it. But that basically sums up my. Those are bangers. Throwback to nineteen. I love that. I feel like I'm there. I've never been there, but I. If feel you like to imagine, yeah, it seems right. I'm probably there. Yeah. Okay, cute. Yeah, very interesting. 1960s. Thank you for that. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you all a little synopsis of the movie Psycho. It is going to have spoilers. It's mm. a classic, so I'd like to think you've all seen it. Um, if you haven't, pause right now. Pause it. Pause. And then... I'm <laughs> Just doing, doing animal pause. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, come back and listen to it otherwise i'm gonna spoiler everything for you truly also this movie slaps so just watch it mm. and you have to like i'm sorry it's required <laughs> all right the scene sets <laughs> <laughs> um so the movie starts out we're in a in a city mm -hmm. um and we're zooming through a city up into a specific building to a specific window inside the window we're in a hotel room oh in the hotel room there is a couple and they're kind of like getting ready again after it looks like a romantic tryst. But there is a gentleman there. His name is Sam mm -hmm. and he's getting ready to go. Um, they're in this hotel room and the lady, her name is Marion Crane. Um, and you can tell they just had sex and she's like, okay, well, this needs to be the last time. And they're kind of having like this back and forth. Like, is it a breakup argument? They're talking about why they could never be together. Because mm -hmm. this guy is like just this little bitch boy, like divorcee who's paying alimony payments. So he's like pretty much like saying he's too poor to like actually ever be with her. What a lame. I know. I hate him. Um, so they're having like this kind of breakup conversation because he's so poor. Ew. And <laughs> she's like, okay, well, I got to get back to work. He's yeah. like, all right, I'm going back home. Like, you can tell he's, like, flying in and out of town. Mm -hmm. And she goes back to work, and it's, like, a real estate office. And um, her boss comes in, and whatever, this one property they're trying to sell is sold. And he's walking in with a customer, the person who's bought this property, who's, like, this creepy old Texan. Ew, I fucking hate this man. He's so creepy. He's, like, one of those girls that's, like, hey, baby, like, old as fuck drunk and being, like. yeah. What He's like, I've got a Corvette. Yeah, like, okay. And Ew. You're gross. So. Yeah. Um, but he comes in and he's buying this property. He's buying it with cash for cash. his baby girl who's getting married. 
It's cost $40,000. So he's got $40,000 in cash he's buying it with. And he's like <laughs> insinuating like, this is chump change for me, basically. Yeah. The boss asks Marion, he's like, this is too much cash to just be keeping right now. It's like Friday afternoon. He's like, can you go put this in a safe deposit box at the bank? And then we'll like take care of it on Monday, the money, like mm -hmm. get the transaction done, whatever. It's too much cash to just be sitting in the office. And she's like, okay. And then she tells the boss, she's like, I might just go to drop this off and then I'm going to go home for the afternoon because I have a migraine. <laughs> and he's like, that's chill. So chill. Chill about. Chill about. Okay. So the next scene we see, though, mm -hmm. she's not at the bank. She's at her house. And the cash is still in an envelope on the bed and she's packing a suitcase. So she has a little plan where she's planning on driving out to her man's with the money. Because like I said, he's poor from his alimony payments and they can't be together because of that. So like she's going to save the day from this. Okay. So mistake number one, we do not finance a man. No. Ladies, anyone listening, <laughs> we are not financing a man. Let them finance you. Exactly. Okay. Um. So she's like, all right, I'm going to hit the road, Sam. Um, and so she's driving out of town and she believes she sees her boss like walking across the street and she thinks he sees her. And it's like this awkward, like kind of the start of like her paranoia. Okay. But she keeps driving on. All right. So she's on this road trip to go get her mans. And at a certain point she pulls over the side of the road. She's like out in the middle of nowhere and she's sleeping in her car. And a cop comes up and like knocks on the window, like making sure she's okay. And she's like, so not chill about it. Mm -mm. She's like, oh my God, I didn't mean to sleep that long. I'm fine. Did I commit a crime? Can Am I free to go? And he's like, uh, just making sure you're okay. He's like, can I see your fucking Because you've been sleeping. Like, mm -hmm. she is so paranoid. Like, when she's driving, she, like, mm -hmm. hears, like, voices in her head. Like, like the conversation she's imagining going on because of all the things she's done. Um, I should also say, Marion Crane is played by Janet Lee. Mm -hmm. Do you know whose mom that is? If you tell me, I'm probably going to get fucked over. What? Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I fucking thought. Okay, yeah. But I wasn't sure at all. Like, I, when no, you just said that, whose mom is that? I was like, like I like, thought this. It's like Scream Queen Dynasty. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I just love that. And I love I'm Janet Lee. I'm like, you're so hot. Beautiful. You're so gorgeous gorgeous for sure i'm like okay, okay. i just love her and yeah. i think the whole audience even though she's committed this crime as her we love her okay <laughs> but anyways she is so she's paranoid and so the cop pulls her over and that doesn't help so she drives into the next town and she stops at a car dealership and she like buys a paper and she's like frantically looking through she's just expecting to see like fugitive on the loot like mm -hmm. she's expecting to see herself in it um, but I, it seems like she doesn't, but she wants to trade the car she's driving in for another one. She wants to do it quick. Yeah. And the salesman's giving her all this backlash, like, huh, you never rush a nail. You want to think about it, young lady? You want to drive like, it? You want to take it for a spin? Yeah, exactly. No. Like, no, just give me a fucking car. Um, so. The cop is just watching. Yeah. There's a cop. The cop from before is like across the street watching. Like, and like, even I kind of wonder, I'm like, was that a figment of her imagination or was she over-exaggerating it? Because mm -hmm. the paranoia is just getting her. Right. And I'm like, he literally stopped on like a main road and got out of his car to watch. And like I'm stood like, across to watch. Normal? Um, I, I like to think that was kind of like a figment of her imagination, but it could have been literal to yeah. actually happening. 
Um, okay, so she gets this new car and she is driving around once again paranoid as fuck and she's imagining the conversations people are having about her like yeah. her boss like what do you mean the money never got turned in and she's like you see her like sitting there driving like reacting to it like mm-hmm. fuck and then just like the creepy old texan like that wasn't chump change that was forty thousand. you know like yeah like, everything or like calling her sister that she lives with and be like have you seen her and be like no i didn't she didn't whatever yeah okay so She's not in a good place mentally. Um, day turns into a rainy, rainy, rainy night. That shit was scary rain. So she pulls into the Bates Motel um, for the night. Yeah. Okay. Yowza. So she goes to be checked in. She goes in a little receptionist area, like the main office, and no one is in there. So she kind of like steps outside and she looks and up on the hill, there is the world's most perfect haunted house. I love house. that house. It's got lights on in there and a man runs out and he goes to check her in and he tells her like, um, all the rooms are open. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you're free to stay here. Like ever since he's like, they moved the highway. Like, oh. this used to be the interstate, so it used to be busy, but now it's not anymore. So, like, you're so free. Exciting. There's room everywhere. It reminds me of Cars. Have you seen Cars? Yeah, but, like, I mentally blocked it out because I remember thinking it was the shittiest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, Route 66. I get, Who's like, the redneck? Who's that guy who does the voice? Oh, Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, I... I just don't fuck with that. <laughs> I just think it's all disgusting. My uncle wrote his jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but your uncle fucking sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get that that's somebody's flavor of comedy. It's not mine. Yeah, it's no, not. I get mine. it. He honestly is like the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Like he, he cracks me up. He forgot my name one time and called me Johnny Volleyball because I played volleyball <laughs> one time. My freshman year. I do like that as a dirtbag uncle thing <laughs> yeah. to do. That's actually He's like, hysterical. Hey, hey uh, Johnny Volleyball. <laughs> Like, that's the okay, that's thing. awesome. But he just makes me laugh every time I. I just hate Larry him. the Cable Guy so much. I don't blame you. I He's disgusting. Anyways, okay. But so, I do like my uncle. All right, I like your uncle too because of Johnny Volleyball, and I'm probably <laughs> gonna start calling you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna start doing that. like one characteristic that you know about someone, and then put Johnny in. Johnny in front of it. Hey, Johnny what curly you, hair. What would you call me? <laughs> hey, Johnny big boobs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, the hotel motel doesn't get a lot of business because the interstate moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy who's checking her in, can I just say, <laughs> describe my face right now. Kyle, fuckboy, leaning back, grabbing <laughs> chin. <laughs> I thought this guy was like the hottest thing I've ever seen that in my is life. Funny because I feel like you don't typically go for these types. These type, no. Is that your type? He's like so like nerdy and like. Goofy and like friendly. And, like, I think it's because he mentions that he likes taxidermy. I'm gonna get on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. So this guy's a little fucking hot piece of ass. <laughs> um, and he checks her in, and I'm checking him out. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, he gives her t- the key to room number one. He's like, it's the closest to reception. So if you need anything, I'll like be here to help mm-hmm. you. And his name is Norman motherfucking 
ew, that's way too relevant now that I said it out loud. But Norman motherfucking Bates. Oh, my God. Um, no, I did not mean to do that, but here we are. Okay. All right. So she is in her room just kind of like chilling. Okay. So he walks through the room and he's like, do you want dinner? He's like, you should come up to the Ooh. house and have dinner with us, right? Oh, my God. And she says yes. This he's like, is so disturbing. All right. I'll go like get everything set up and then you come over for dinner. I'll come get you. She overhears like from the house she can hear this conversation that's mm-hmm. loud screaming conversation between norman and his mom who's up in the house mm-hmm. and it's pretty much norman like he tells her she's coming over for dinner and she's like i don't want that fucking girl here like she's like crazy like she does not want this woman in her house for dinner she's like that woman's trash like you are not having her over and just, so how do you hear that from on top of the hill inside a sick because like it's house. called projection and it's called speaking oh. from your diaphragm okay yeah theater kids <laughs> we know this um <laughs> okay so uh she's like uh okay sounds like i'm not going up there for dinner so then norman comes back with sandwich and milk gross fucking gross he has mommy issues of course he drinks milk as a hydrating beverage that's the only people who do like i usually suckle this for my mom's tea i know i'm 35 but like if i ever see someone drinking milk with dinner it makes me sick sick i'm like how is that wash like it's disgusting i I know you have mommy issues if you think milk (laughs) is a tasty beverage that's that is so accurate it's disgusting if someone was like hey hey emily even if he's the hottest Zac Efron on the block. Okay. okay. And he's like, you want to come over for dinner? And you're like, yeah, that sounds so fun. And you go up and you hear him arguing with his mom. So, you know, he lives with his mom and he's like, here we have sandwiches and milk. Like, what All are right. May I pose the question to you though? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, buzzy buzz. But <laughs> if, all right. If Harry Styles. <laughs> Yes, I will fucking gobble that yeah. milk off his, out of his asshole. Out of his mom's teeth. That's how I feel about Norman Bates. Okay, so, all right, so he brings her dinner, and he feels bad. He's like, sorry, I'm sure you're over her that. And she's like, it's okay. He's like, do you want to eat, like, in, like, the parlor, which is, like, behind the office? There's a little, like, living room area. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure. So they go into this parlor, and she's eating, and there are lots of taxidermy birds all over um and he tells her like this conversation i have to say i'm like you have to watch this movie because this whole conversation seems probably my favorite part of the movie oh because it's just like the there's so many weird lines in it and there's so many like she's like so nice to him and he's so nice to her but then you can tell he has a dark side and like almost socially like inept where he yeah like, doesn't take social cues and he just like t- tells it really matter of fact. yes yes but he's like he's so like cute in some scenes and then he gets like kind of scary and others and i just really like the scene and the whole thing is shot like really cool where like the birds almost look like the way they they do like a lot of downward angles looking up at them mm-hmm. while they're having conversations and then above them 
is this like a taxidermy owl swooping down so it looks like they're like these little fucking creatures and there's like birds swooping down on them like it's so creepy and cool yeah and then like there's a lot of creepy lines in it and it's just so good and she's so sweet and you can tell he like is into her it's Mm -hmm. like i loved it yeah it just like brought me like i'm like yeah that was how women were in the 60s like men can do no wrong right and just respect them and plan you know like Uh she's very polite which is what women were taught but she's like an empath like i feel like she's kids she's like there's a fuck situation going on here with your mom and like i know you're a decent person or i'm assuming you're a decent person you should like deserve better than like yeah being like steamrolled yeah but okay so they're in the parlor and he tells her like oh you eat like a bird and that kind of like which is also her last name's crane Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's on purpose but it's a weird coincidence that is weird um he's like you eat like a bird and then it like turns into this thing where he's like his hobby is like stuffing things like his hobby is taxidermy he and he loves thanksgiving so much he oh loves to stuff the turkey he loves to stuff a turkey he loves to stuff oh my god but okay so he's like my hobby is stuffing things like you can see all around us there's tons of bird taxidermy and i wrote in my notes this is so fucking weird i wrote in my notes i was like i want to say this is red flag central but i'm like also kind of into taxidermy so i would probably be like oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. i watched this on wednesday night on Thursday night, I went on a first date with somebody. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but I literally wrote my notes. I'm like, red flag, but like also love taxidermy. But like if someone's yes. talking about stuffing birds, I'm like, maybe that's fucking kind of weird on a first date. Maybe. The next night, I go on a date with somebody. And we were talking about like hunting. And he was talking about like how he like goes duck hunting and stuff and i automatically jump into like i always felt like i should be a taxidermist because i think i'd be really good at it because i'm not squeamish and i like dark things and i'm really artistic and i love animals and i love weird shit and i like go in this full fucking thing where i like offer to fucking stuff his goose and then like (laughs) but i like go into this huge thing and it did not even fucking i didn't think twice about it until like today i was like are oh you fucking God. kidding me, you fucking weirdo? You're watching it, and you're like, first date, bread flag. I'm like, He's talking about taxidermy, and you're like, first date, and you're like, Ugh. Anyways, Anyways, I would I kill love. to be a taxidermist. Get it? Kill to be a taxidermist. I would kill to be a taxidermist. Anyway, so maybe I'm... That, he's like over here, like on the other side. He's like, red flag. <laughs> I know, he blocked me. <laughs> um, so this conversation just gets like he's they're talking about like their lives a lot and pretty much the gist of it is like she knows he's being like oppressed and like in this dead end dying motel and like living at the whims of his mom and she's like that's not good but she asks if he has friends and he says a boy's best friend is his mother ew that's gross a second red flag what if harry Styles said that to you i'd be like he'd simp for itself well for for fucking sure but like (laughs) who can blame me right Mm -hmm. but i'm also like I don't think that's true. Yeah. I don't think any person's no, best friend There's should too be many mother. weird things in this conversation. You can be friends with your mom in yeah. later life, I think. But a boy's best friend is not his is mother. Is not his mother. <laughs> Please, dear God. Um, Marion tells Norman, like, the way his mother speaks to him is terrible. And, like, he, it, like, tell, like, no, she is, like, mentally, like, she's off. Like, it's fine. I kind of love how she's, like, speaking the truth. Like, back I know. In the day, like, just being, like, so blunt. Here's a line 
that I don't, I can't go word for word what this conversation is. It's just too good. Like I said, watch it. But here's a creepy line. Mm -hmm. He says, Norman says, a son is a terrible substitute for a lover. Like that, sh that, 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 that should go without saying. <laughs> You're correct. Yes. Um, okay. And then the conversation kind of turns when um, Marion suggests that Norman put his mom in a home. And he kind of like at that point is like, no, I can just lock her up now. Um, so you can tell that like she says like, I need to get going. I'm going to have an early morning. I'm going to hit the road like at dawn. And she, you can pretty much tell she wants to go back and turn the money back in. Like, she's feeling bad about it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, in the, all right, so she goes back to bed. She goes back to the hotel room, I should say, not to bed. And so he's in the parlor and she has left. And he goes to a certain place in the parlor and he takes a picture off Ew. the wall and you can see there's a hole in the wall looking into room number one. And he is, like, watching her undress, like, just under her underwear. but keeping Tom. Yeah. And then he heads back up to the house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gross. Um, Mary is in her room. And you can tell she's, like, done some math on a piece of paper of, like, $40,000. And I spent this much on the car. And, like, she's like, adding her expenses. Like, kind of tell, like, what do I need to get back to them? Is what I gathered from it. Yeah. But then, like, has a moment of, like, kind of frustration. She rips up the paper and flushes it down the toilet. Mm, There's toilet. that scene. <laughs> so, our girl Marion, oh, our Marian. protagonist, goes to take a shower. A nice, relaxing shower. And um, she's in there scrubbing down. Scrub it up, dub, baby. Scrub it up, dub. In the little rinsy poo poo, <laughs> rinsy poo poo. When all of a sudden we can see outside the shower curtain a shadow, mm. and it rips open, pushes it to the side. We hear the most intense music we've ever heard in our entire lives, and there is the silhouette of an old woman there. Dun, 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 mm -hmm. dun. There is a silhouette of an old woman with a knife, and she screams. And this person stabby, stabby, stab, 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 stabs her. Mm -hmm. So many stabs. Stabby, stab, stab, baby. Stab, stab, stab. I love to stab. Do you remember <laughs> where that's from? No. There's an episode of New Girl where she teaches like this adult writing class and she thinks like, oh, one my of her God, students yes. wants to murder her. <laughs> and they're reading their story and it's like, stab, stab, stab. I love to stab. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> okay, so she gets stabbed. Stab, 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 stab. Stab. Um, eventually, we see her fall. Mm -hmm. And um, we see some blood going down the drain. And the way that she falls is like the way that I never want to be found dead. She's flopped over the tub. She's literally just like catching her body weight with her forehead. I'm like, no. So, all right, Marion's dead. Our protagonist is dead. Which what is do we weird. do now? What do we do now? Who are we supposed to latch on to? Who arrives character? on the scene next? Norman. He sees his mother come back in the house covered in blood. And he screams, oh, God, mother, blood. And he runs down to Marion's room and he finds her dead slumped mm. over the tub. And he starts to methodically clean up the mess. Yes. So, like... 
takes the shower curtain down, like wraps her up in it, puts her in the trunk of her car, mopping, like cleaning everything up. And um, he like takes everything out of the room, even like she had set the money on the nightstand and um, he grabs that. He didn't, it's like hidden in a newspaper. So he mm -hmm. didn't even know there's $40,000 in there. Dumbass. He like puts it in the trunk of the car and he drives the car like to kind of like the swampy area and like then gets out and rolls it in and it starts like sinking into like a swamp or like quicksand maybe. Um, <laughs> but he's standing there watching it like just disappear under the surface. Ew. Yeah. Not her brand new used car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame to see. Okay. So at this point, it's been a several days that Marion's been missing. Mm -hmm. So at this point, her sister Lila lives with her. And she goes looking for her. So her first stop is she drives to Marion's boyfriend, Sam, the mm -hmm. lame from the beginning. <laughs> um, and The poor boy. Yeah, ew. The sandwich. Let's call him. <laughs> sandwich. Um, yeah, so she goes to him and lets him know, like, uh, Marion's missing and also 40000 She was supposed to bring $40,000 to the bank and that's gone. Never happened. Okay. And then she's like in this little shop that Sam works at talking to him and a PI comes in. His name is Abagast. Abagast. Oh, what a name. He's looking for her as well. Um, he goes to every hotel in the area asking around for her. No one's seen her until he gets to the Bates Motel. Dun, dun, dun. Um, at first Norman says he's never seen her. But Arbogast presses him and he starts to like get nervous oh and eventually like, it comes out like, okay, yeah, she was here. He gets so nervous. Yes. He's so sketch. Um, Arbogast wants to like check the rooms. Um, and so Norman's like, sure, you can help me come change those sheets. This guy's so fucking cute. I don't care what you say. He's so <laughs> I was going to say so awkward. I'm like, you cannot be more obvious. I don't know. I kind of like it. I don't know. You like it? Okay. I, I'm into it. I don't know why. I like it. That's that's fine. We each have our own things, you know? Yeah, to each their own. Um, so, um, Arbogast, when he's, like, outside, he looks up into the creepy house, and he sees, like, a silhouette in the window. Mm -hmm. And he's like, who's that? And Norman's like, that's my mom. He's like, can I talk to her? And he's like, no, 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 she's not well. And, like, really gets weird about it and um, tells him to get the fuck out. He should have just been like, that's my sex doll. Oh, my God, that's what I would have done. Right, like, oh, my God, that's my Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, I'd be like, that's my Tickle Me Devin. <laughs> um okay so arbogast calls lila and he to give her a little update and no. he's like um i was at this hotel he's like there's definitely something sketchy she was here i think the mom knows something mm -hmm. but he wouldn't let me talk to her um he's like i want to go talk i'm gonna go speak to her and he also tells lila he doesn't think sam's involved right whatever um so Arbogast, which I hate that name. I hate it. It sounds like a last name. I think it is, but like, oh, I still don't like saying it. No. <laughs> um, but all right, so he goes he back. Arby. Arby's goes back, <laughs> and he's got the meats. He's definitely and, got the meats. <laughs> you no, know, he totally does. <laughs> um, okay, so he goes back, and he kind of like looks around, like sneaks into the house on the hill, mm -hmm. um, and he's like starts like just peeping around going up the stairs and looking for mrs bates mm -hmm. when an old lady jumps out and stabby stab stabs him and he falls dun, dun, down the dun. stairs and dies <laughs> anyways 
this part. You hated that part. Because you can't handle that old movies I know. are not as polished as they are now. I know. Which I makes you a it. child. I get that. But I'm like, oh, it's so painful. It's not. I feel like I've watched movies now that are more painful. Yeah. And I appreciate, like, this was back in the 60s. I can uh-huh. understand that. This was not a 2021 film. Right. But I can't watch it in 2021 and take it seriously because it was my first watch. And we'll get into it Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. But I sent Emily a really, I thought it was hilarious, funny video that I'm, like, re, like it was him falling down the stairs after being stabbed and then me recreating it. Oh, my God. I didn't even watch it. What? I sent it to her and I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. She's going to laugh and she's like, you're a child. I was like. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were making video. I just like, saw it at the front. I thought you were just recording, like, the TV while oh and being like, God. I hate this. You have to watch it. Okay, After I, this, will. Well, I will. You have to watch it. Okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to No, I was just, like, white guy blinking. I was like. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yeah. I was dying. I was like, I think I'm hilarious. Um. So, Lila's scared because Arbogast said he was going to come back after he hasn't returned. So she wants to go to the Bates Motel, but Sam's like, no, y'all woman, so yeah, I'll go. Um, and <laughs> um, you think that he's going to die, and I kind of wish he would, but he doesn't. <laughs> he returns, but he didn't find Arbogast. So they go to, like, the county deputy sheriff, whatever, asking for help. Um, or they try to, but the guy is like, doesn't really believe there's anything that wrong. Like, he's like, sounds like she stole $40,000 fucking ran away. <laughs> and um, they, the the sheriff and his wife, like, mentioned something weird happened about 10 years ago with, like, Norman Bates and his mom. Yeah. And um, they call Norman at the Bates Motel because they're like, okay, we got these people who think something weird's going on. He's like, of course, nothing wrong. Duh, like you would say. <laughs> and the stupid... Sheriff's like, yeah, see, nothing weird. See, it's a man, and he says nothing's wrong. We're good. <laughs> but we do, yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm. yeah, sure. Um, but they do enlighten Sam and Lila that Norman's mom poisoned her lover and herself 10 years ago. That's mm-hmm. what they say. So, like, they're like, no, the mom is upstairs. And they're like, no, the mom is dead. Right. Um. Okay, so... They're like, what the fuck? Who are we seeing in the window? Tickle me, Emma. Tickle me, Devin. Tickle me, Emily. <laughs> um, meanwhile, um, back at the Bates' house, Norman's like frantic because he knows he's being looked into. So he goes to his mom and he's like, you need to go in the cellar and hide and she's like, oh, fuck no, Norman. <laughs> um, and he's like, mom, I will fucking pick your ass up and carry you down there right now. You got to hide. And she's like, yeah, fuck you, son. You see him, like, Carrying. running down the stairs, like, an aerial shot. And he's, like, carrying, like, this old lady, like, down the stairs. And she's, like, so pissed. <laughs> so Sam and Lila go to the base mode tell mm-hmm. and they find a little piece of the math problem that she flushed down the toilet like mm-hmm. i don't know it seemed like lively reached in the toilet which i would never ever <laughs> ever ever, ever 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 do in a motel never but, in a motel um not maybe, even a hotel maybe she does not even not even a holiday fucking carlton <laughs> i wouldn't not do even it at, at a... the la quita inn and sweets i wouldn't do it at a motel hotel <laughs> holiday inn um yeah no none of those uh-uh. yeah so 
they are like, okay, we're going to distract Norman and find this mom and find out what she knows. Yes. So Sam's distracting Norman for a little He's bit. He's so brave. He's so brave. They're just like in the front office having He's a so conversation. Cunning. He reaches over the desk. He grabs his tie. He pulls him in and they start making out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, they didn't do that. But in my oh, mind, they did. Okay. So um, Lila goes up to the house looking for the mom. Mm-hmm. Sam's distracting Norman. In the creepy old house, Lila sees, like, a weird dent in the mom's room, like, her bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she also sees, like, there's a little kid's room with the bed, like, undone. Like, someone's been in there recently. Which is disgusting. Um, And then Norman realizes, like, oh, fuck, this is a distraction. She's in the house. Um, So he knocks Sam out. Um, Lila runs to the cellar down down because she hears norman coming in the house so she's trying to hide but she gets to the cellar and she sees an old woman in a chair like facing the wall and she's like mrs bates she goes up to it and like turns the mom around and it's just a decaying corpse it's like (laughs) it's fucking creepy it's so creepy and so of course she's so scared it looks like she's gonna be like what are they selling? Oh my god, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. It looks like chocolate. Oh, I remember when they first invented chocolate. I, I always hated it. <laughs> um, so she screams, and then Norman rushes in oh. in a nice little drag getup. I love it. Um, in a like clothes and a wig with a knife. Mm-hmm. And he's about to stab her, but like Sam runs in and grabs him and saves her. What a daddy. I hate Sam. I liked him. Norman, on the other hand, <laughs> the wig for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So they get Norman. He's under arrest. Now we have a scene where there is a psychiatrist and he is giving a, I'll say it, a lengthy evaluation of what's happening here. But basically, mm-hmm. Norman has like a split personality and the mom side of his personality has like almost completely taken over him at this point. Um, and we find out that um, the mom had a boyfriend like back in the day, but Norman was like jealous. And so he killed the mom and the boyfriend. And because the crime was like so unbearable for him, he like quote unquote erased it by like trying to keep his mom quote unquote alive. So like he has taxidermy skills. So he did his best he could to preserve her body, which is why she's not like a total skeleton. Mm-hmm. She's like this like Still creepy little, skin. yeah, she's like a creepy corpse. And um, he like became her. So like if I, if she's still alive, like then it never happened. Yeah. Also, he's, like, having conversations with her, which, like, we heard, and Marion heard. Like, he was doing the voices for both and, like, having these conversations, which is so creepy. It's so scary. And um, because he was so jealous of her, he assumed that she was equally jealous of him. So, of course, when she he takes on her personality, if he's, like, really attracted to a woman, which, like, in the parlor scene like marion's showing such like empathy toward him and she's so beautiful obviously Mm -hmm. he's like having these feelings like he's really moved by her and because of that he's like the mom is jealous of this and now the mom has to kill her Mm -hmm. but it's him which is so weird so creepy and i love it Mm -hmm. um so the dominant personality one which is the one he assumed of the mom yeah um and at the very end of the movie, like, the police, they, like, bring him a blanket, which is basically the mom, like, asking for a blanket if she's cold. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this little inner monologue. So you see Norman sitting in a cell, 
And there's this monologue in like the voice he does for her. Um, and it's like, it's got this, like it's this whole thing is like a mother hates to say the words that condemn her son. And like, I'll just sit here and a fly like lands on them. And she's like, I won't even swap this fly. So when they watch me, they'll be like, look at her. She's so, so like weak and yeah. innocent. Yeah. Like she wouldn't even fly. hurt a fly. And um, that's pretty much the end of it. Yes. But he's like mm. sitting there and he has like the creepiest look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, about to act up, baby. <laughs> that was great, Emily. Great thank synopsis. I'm very impressed by that. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, you set it up perfectly. Thanks. You really did. Well, well. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for your beautiful synopsis. Of you course. Just describe that perfectly. Okay, I have to ask you first of all. Okay. And I think because I think we're gonna have very differing opinions mm-hmm. on this, as you could probably tell by <laughs> we just the conversation we just had. But all right, have you seen any other Hitchcock movies? No, I have not. Okay. And I think that's important for the viewers to note. <laughs> to listen. Yeah. Have you ever watched a movie made before? When were you born? 1994? 1995. 1995. Have you ever seen a movie made before 1995? I watched The Exorcism. That's all right. Yeah. For the, the podcast. Yes. Um, I've seen a few in my days. Okay. 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 A few. Um, a few. Yeah. All right. Um, so... You're not typically one to watch a movie, quote unquote, older than yourself. <laughs> and I've been on record saying that. I fucking hate it. And so does that stand true for this movie? Yeah. You hated it? I disliked it. You disliked it. So uh, let me just preface this. Okay. Is that I respect this movie. Uh-huh. I respect that this movie was groundbreaking for its time. Mm-hmm. I respect that it was a... It really drove a path for future horror uh-huh. and like i said censorship baby i respect all that like i'm not going to shove it in the dirt like i did and we did nightmare on elm street 20, 2010. Or, 2010 yeah i'm not gonna do that uh-huh. to this movie but i want to add that this is the first time i've ever seen this movie so watching the psycho in 2021 really puts a different view on everything mm-hmm. for me. Like, it's hard to watch it now. Like, it's very... Okay, sorry. This is so hard to put into words because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's hard for me because I respect it. I have a horror movie review comedy podcast. <laughs> and so I have to... Res- like, I respect it. You can't not like it, but yeah, you didn't like it. It's a it. big classic, for uh-huh. sure. But watching it for the first time in 2021, like, I can't watch it and be like, this shit is a slapper. Like this. this." See, and I disagree. Yeah. Because I think the first time I watched it was like, it was not long ago. Like it had to be in the past like five years. I watched it for the first time. Uh And I was like, oh, that was like, I was like, I didn't, I love the twist. Mm -hmm. I was like so surprised when she died early on. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And I was like, thoroughly entertained the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I think a lot of it is, like, I knew what was happening. Like, mm-hmm. I know the whole premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. I watched Bates Motel, which mm-hmm. maybe didn't yeah. line it up well for yeah, me. Yeah, maybe that didn't help to see that first. Right. And, like, I just didn't... I think it's hard for me to sit here and be like, I 
like what's our overall rating and our right. basic bitchisms or whatever and then sit there and be like yeah i liked it because it's a classic like no, i didn't think fair. that for me it wasn't it didn't slap my ass mm-hmm. I, th- I respect it because it's a classic in the genre and i thought that it was obviously for the time very big and mm-hmm. bold and and that was scary yeah, and path yeah. like it paved a whole pathway for, for horror future and horror. slashers yeah of course i'm gonna respect it mm-hmm. but for me to sit here and watch it in 2021 and say the shit slapped my ass i, I, I don't know if i can <laughs> that's fair i will say this movie one thing i like i think one thing i like about it so much more than and of course we've talked about this before when we watched um uh halloween and mm-hmm. like uh uh black christmas like, i mean like a lot of these like old slashers mm-hmm. one thing i really like about this movie is even though i hated how long the psychiatrist talked at the end of the movie like that's literally like the <laughs> biggest flaw of the movie to me is like why is this a 15 minute scene <laughs> yeah. of a guy that was not even a character and the rest of it right. literally could have been like three mm-hmm. sentences and it would have been perfection but it at least explains like motive because you know that's my biggest thing of I I am I feel like what you were just saying about like how can I be a horror movie fan but not like this original psycho mm-hmm. I feel that way where I'm like I am not crazy about Halloween mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to be and I feel like I, I am not allowed to not not like it but it never totally does anything for me because I'm like Michael Myers has zero motive to me mm-hmm. Which, yeah. like, I I am so unentertained by that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, so he's just scary. Mm-hmm. But this movie, it's like it has this whole, like, mental fucking breakdown of this man. Mm-hmm. And that's so real to me because real-life serial killers mm-hmm. have, like, these fucking mommy issues and, mm-hmm. like, these traumatic pasts. Yeah that turn them into these psychos. And that's what this guy has. And I think that's so much more entertaining than like just a guy who's always walking toward you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it's good to be like, it's explainable. Yeah. Like, and it yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. relatable. Like, yeah. You can see that very thoroughly throughout history and yeah. serial killers and things like Cause that. Cause you were talking earlier about like the book psycho, like mm-hmm. earlier when you were talking about like cens- censorship mm-hmm. stuff. And that book was based on Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like mommy problem central. Galore. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I, I have a really hard time. Like I'm super conflicted because I just watching it, like I didn't like it. But when you think about it and, like, all the, the big steps it took in the horror genre mm-hmm. and the things that, like, weren't talked about back in the day, like, mm-hmm. mental illnesses and things mm-hmm. like that, I respect it. But it's, like, the same thing, like you said with Halloween, like, it's a classic and it feels, like, mm-hmm. almost, like, it, like sacrilegious. Yeah. To not like a classic. Yeah, that's how I feel about Halloween. Yeah. I like Halloween, but I'm not obsessed with it. Right. And it's, I'm, I feel the same way here, like obviously I have to take myself out of the watch Mm -hmm. and think like, okay, this is a 1960. It's not going to be primo fucking CGI and like great clean. And yeah, it's never going to be that. And I didn't expect that, Mm -hmm. but I also am like, we have to start normalizing, not liking classic things without being like, yeah. fucking pumbled over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I didn't hate it. 
I agree with that. No, I like yeah. that. And I'm like, that's just how I felt. Like, it I'm like, didn't help me. I don't really like any Destiny's Child songs. I'll fucking <laughs> say it. I'll fucking say it. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're good. And we have to normalize that. Yeah, we have to normalize it. <laughs> Beyonce, like, great. Love her as a solo artist. Destiny's her. Child, don't let, don't, my ass cheeks no, are not, not stinging. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I feel like people put such high, like, quality. Like, they're like, <gasps> they yeah. hold it to a higher level than the like newer mm-hmm. horror movies that it's like if you speak like bad on this it's horrible yeah it's like this is so sacrilegious like mm-hmm. you're you don't you're not a true horror fan if you don't like this and I'm like it's not that I don't like it like I respect it it's just that I, it didn't do it for me and I feel like I would be doing with this whole podcast a disservice to uh-huh. be like I liked it because, because it's I a have classic. to yeah yeah Where I'm like no it's like overall I no really I like and I respect you for saying that thank I really you. do thank you I really do thank you so much I appreciate your that's openness. very brave of you I've been so scared no we kind of got on that at Halloween like with yeah. Halloween like we like it but people like are like the fucking high holy Can, movie of all movies halloween i'm like eh. yeah like it it's not scary no. i don't resonate with any of the characters yeah. i like the imagery of it being halloween night and uh yeah. i like his dump truck i guess i like that fucking dummy <laughs> thick jumpsuit clad double cheek nothing bunt kicks <laughs> <laughs> It's like the same thing with this. Like I like I liked certain things, and uh-huh. maybe like I said earlier, it might have hurt me that I watched Bates Motel uh-huh. beforehand, and like I knew the story, yeah, and I had heard of the story, and I really did like both Bates Motel. Vera Farmiga, she's in it. Mm-hmm. Love that bitch. Mm-hmm. Fucking what's his name from Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory? Yeah, that little boy is in it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> good day, Grandma. <laughs> Not the little boy. Not the little boy. Him He's an older than Devin. <laughs> He's older than me, okay? But, um, I, and I was telling Emily earlier today, I'm like, I see where they cast it. What is his fucking name? I feel like it's the like, original actor? Uh, the new actor. Oh, like, I don't know. Fucking, um, freaking, oh, Freddie Highmore. Oh, yeah. So, like, I feel like he resembles whatever Perkins yeah no they do look similar yeah and it feels I don't know like it I was like oh I see the resemblance like whatever like the skeleton mom versus Vera for me got no no but I just I don't know I have I like okay so one thing I really like about this like 1960 is like okay so Norman Bates is like as I mentioned earlier, like I was like really into him, <laughs> like really into him. And he like obviously has some issues, <laughs> but like, yeah. but that is like, he, the, the go between, between like this goofy, charming guy. And then like this dark psychopath is like why people fall for psychopaths, why psychopaths succeed in the world mm-hmm. or at whatever their goal, whatever, like it may be nefarious or not, but like like the there is like a charming side to them and mm-hmm. like in the movie I think they did that really well where like he does have like this little goofy like mannerisms like well you can help me change the linens and like he like makes jokes and he like kind of like walks around with his hands in his pocket mm-hmm. and he's like this lanky goofy dude with like a jawline that but won't quit, like, won't quit. <laughs> you can cut 
cut cut fucking glass with a yeah. Um, they use Norman Bates' fucking jawline to cut diamonds. They do. I've seen it. I <laughs> believe it. But I like that they showed all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I. I love the dynamic. I like the twist. I like the psychopath mommy issue. I love that. I really do. It's, it's so it, – because it is such a thing. Like, it's so real. It is. Like, I feel like the mo- like most people, I think nowadays especially, like, mm-hmm. can re- resonate with some sort of mental disorder. Like, I have severe anxiety <laughs> every like, day. Because I have – where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you think about movies like Split, like, with – multiple yes. personality uh-huh. disorders it's like it's becoming more of a thing and like back in the day this was like not spoken about mm-hmm. like depression was like give them a lobotomy and they'll be good to go sonny right like things like that i don't know if that's true but like i think that this was very brave of them I to bring it. to the surface and i think that it's timeless for some of the things that they touched on mm-hmm. and like the ed Gein thing like and adopting other personalities is a way that people deal with trauma. Mm-hmm. So, like, it sounds like Norman Bates had trauma in his childhood and, like, something weird fucked up relationship with his mom where he ended up poisoning her. Mm-hmm. So he's got childhood trauma. And, like, they were, like, the psychiatrist was saying at the end, like, to erase it, he, like, took on her personality. To, like, pretend like she wasn't there, like, wasn't, wasn't gone. Wasn't gone. So she, he and, like, he didn't do that. anything bad. Right. But, the like, people develop, like, multi-personality disorder is because they're processing something super horrific where they need, like, different rooms of their personality that they can go to that will deal best with the situation at the time. And it is fascinating. It is. Yeah. One thing I think is interesting about this flick is they purposefully made it black and white. They could have, like, colored movies were a thing then, but they mm. chose to make it black and white. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Why did I think that this was, like, before black, or, like, no. color? I know. Well, I kind of did, too. I was watching it, and I was like, this looks like I'm watching a static screen, and, like, figures are appearing. I mean, I kind of assumed that it was their only option, but then I was like, well, I read this, and that's how I found out, but, like, <laughs> but I think it's... I actually, like, I was thinking about it in color, and I'm like, I think it's creepier without. Yeah. And I like when um, film makes that as a purposeful choice. Oh, my gosh. That, like, blew my mind just now because I'm like, I thought that that was, like, their only option. Like, movies Uh were in black and white, and that's it. No, because I don't. But when I think about it, like, in the 60s, they... I feel like there's been movies in the yeah, 60s exactly. that are in color. I don't know like, when they when this like big I don't know switch, when the switch was. Happened. I have no idea because I'm stupid, yeah. which we said at the beginning. We, but like we preface with that, you dumbasses. You yeah, like gonna, you guys knew that going yeah, into this. You think we're gonna spew knowledge at you? We're definitely not. <laughs> no, that is very curious. Yeah. Oh my god. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why they did that. Well, actually, I think they made this movie really like inexpensive and i think like it was way cheaper to do it in black and white which is why they did it but i don't know why they made it so inexpensive yeah i mean like i i think it was i i respect this movie a lot Mm -hmm. i love that they paved this whole new path Mm -hmm. like against censorship yeah toward modern day horror because i appreciate it so much yes like you know, I just think that this is a very monumental 
film mm-hmm. for the horror community, so I have to respect it. Yeah. Watching it in 2021 for the first time didn't do me any good. And seeing Bates Motel before also didn't help at all. So I apologize for not watching this before watching Bates <laughs> Motel and before it was... I'm glad you've seen it, though, because, like, it's, like you were saying, like, good to have under your belt, like, to be, like... Yeah, total a horror movie, like, to have the larger picture of, like, horror movies. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, I know. I think... I'm glad that I watched it, too. I think yeah. that I feel, like, <laughs> more horror-encompassed. Yes. Like, I, I'm so well-versed now. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. Like, I feel like a lot of... Okay, so, obviously, like, in that time period, the actors all spoke a certain way and had like a certain cadence and almost like that certain like whatever transatlantic mm-hmm. accent or whatever that was called is it the one that we do for our radio voice yeah we're like you're gonna be a star kid the bright lights the big city see yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is kid you're gonna you're do something big <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is <laughs> so a lot of those actors in in this movie did have like a little bit of that and like i think at this era we were kind of getting away from it mm-hmm. but it was still a little bit like i think arbogast like i I hated him because he's talked like that a lot. He's like, I'm a PI, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, worse because he was, like, I could tell he was, like, from Georgia or something. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I did notice, one character who very specifically did not speak in whatever this voice. Norman? Norman. Norman. Normie. Normie, baby. I'm fucking. Kylie Jenner with Stormy. Stormy baby. He, he doesn't. He talks right. so normal in it. Yeah. And it really, like, in the scenes with Arbogast and even Sam, it stands out a lot because those guys, they kind of have that. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like, the men in the movie have it, like, strongly. Yeah. Except for him. And so it really stands out. And I think that's another thing that I really liked about, mm-hmm. like, usely oldie tiny movies, I'm like, any of the characters like I'm like yeah you can be hot but I don't really like you like that much like just because you seem like a cartoon character (laughs) but him he was like they're all talking like that and he's like so chill and just talking and yeah and yeah I know I just loved it everyone's like have you ever seen a have you ever seen a wildebeest uh fight a I know he's like no yeah He's like just fucking standing there, his fucking slacks and his fucking like tight long sleeve <laughs> turtleneck. Oh! His slim thick with that cute ass. Oh! <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> I loved him so much. I know. I know. Do you wanna what should we do next? I would love to hear do you have a biggest scare? Um my biggest scare was probably I don't know. I mean, just the overall like a guy with mommy issues so much that like he's preserving his dead mom where he mm-hmm. could have been like a total babe if he hadn't, I think <laughs> is the biggest thing. But like, I love a preserved corpse. That's what I was going to say. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that part of it. I just think like hiding from someone that you know is like maybe capable of killing someone and then yeah. like hiding, going into their basement and then finding what you think is their mom hiding, like sitting in a chair yeah. and then turning them around and they're dead and you're like, that part was awesome. And not even yeah. like fresh dead, like dead dead. Crusty for a long dead. ass time. Crusty. 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 Yeah. Crusty crabs ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. <in that> <laughs> <chair>. <laughs> <laughs> Me 
beef jerky looking <laughs> mother. Dehydrated. Zero moisturizer. Yes. <laughs> Slam jam <laughs> motherfucker. Sunscreen hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking dry ass bitch. Um, I think that part surprised me the most. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it like oh, scared me. Yeah, but I'm like, like that was scary. Yeah, I like I just like the like mental part of it. I think that's the creepiest. Yeah. Just like knowing Norman. Yeah. Normal norm. Yeah, he's so normy. He's so normy baby. Um, do you want to play a game? Yeah. I have a game. What is it? It's called Tic Tac Toe. It's called <laughs> Mary Tac Toe. Yeah. Wait, we just played Tic Tac Toe. Just like, <laughs> just like quiet for it's like three minutes. <laughs> I call X's. Okay, so <sighs> it's called Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. And I'm going to give you three options. You got to pick one you marry, one you fuck, one you kill. This got is it. hetero relationship edition because I'm picking all men. All right. Okay. One, Arbogast. <laughs> Two, Sam. Mm-hmm. Poor ass divorced ass Sam. <laughs> and three, Hot ass, sexy ass, mm, simp for him. Norman Bates. <laughs> I would marry Norman. He's so hot. Fuck <laughs> Sam. Kill Arbogast. Yeah, me too. Easy. Right? Me too. Like, come on. That's easy. I actually have prepared a similar question. What a coincidence. Same rules. Okay. Mary fuck him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one. Uh-huh. Getting stabbed and walking backwards down an entire flight of stairs to ultimately fall down and okay. die. Okay. Number two, getting offered dinner and it's a sandwich and milk. Oh. Or like cow's milk, not like almond cow's milk. Cow's milk. Oh my god. Like whole milk. Oh my god. Okay. In a glass. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit worn. Ew. Gross. Um, and number three. Um, getting seen by your boss when you're running around town after calling out sick. Okay, so my boss is Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like you, bitch. We're mad. Yeah. Um, so you have the I boss, think I would, the dinner, and be walking down the stairs backwards. I'd marry boss thing because my boss is my also my roommate. <laughs> and he's like, where are you going? I'll, I'll I would like he would like get in the car with me. Oh, yeah, we'd be like we'd Bonnie and Clyde it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd marry that just for personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> so my sure. boss is. Yep. Yeah. Would be down. Friend. Um, and then I would uh fuck the stairs. Yeah. And I would kill milk because not just only being lactose intolerant, <sighs> I think milk is disgusting, and pairing it with savory foods is Horrific. the most disturbing thing i've heard all night it's and we talked about a guy who's like in love with his mom <laughs> really true <laughs> i picture like just like a white bread bologna sandwich with mayo i was thinking mayonnaise too and i'm like mayonnaise and milk should never be never within mix. like 35 feet of each other <laughs> if you put that in your stomach in the same hour kill yourself yeah right now <laughs> oh my god that makes uh, me so sick that makes me so fucking sick so I disgusting <sighs> that was a good one though <laughs> okay all right so let's talk about our overall rating and our ruin our life rating for Mm -hmm. psycho okay you want to go first you want me to go first you go first okay i didn't write this down i didn't didn't either i'm just all winging it um i think that my overall i'll give like a two out of ten 
Okay. And that's for what I said, just see prior conversation. Mm -hmm. I respect respect it, but like I'm doing my civil duty because I have a career in podcasting. No, I don't. I just have a hobby. (laughs) But like, I just think that it was, it was good to watch because it helps with my overall, Mm -hmm. um, intellect on the horror community. Yeah. No, So that's mine. Um, Biggest, or like the scare, like ruin, ruin my your life. life. I'd give it a zero. That didn't ruin your eyes Didn't at scare all. me. What about you? Um, Overall, I'd probably say a seven. Oh. I really like it. Good. Um, I've seen it a few times, and every time I'm like, God, this movie slaps my ass. This was the first time I was like really attracted to Norman. I've seen <laughs> it like a couple times before, but. Sexual awakening. Yeah, I think so. Um, I really, really like it I, it's creepy mm-hmm. ruin my life it doesn't yeah zero probably i mean like theoretically like the thought of like a psycho who like has like split personality and like mommy issues and like when he's attracted to someone he like can't help but inflict violence on them is scary because that's so real mm-hmm. but it just doesn't um ruined my life probably because no one's ever been attracted to me <laughs> so oh <laughs> um, yeah so probably, i mean like i'll give it a 0.5 just because like the thought of it is like mm-hmm. it is scary yeah but i mean just in this movie it doesn't make me you know think twice about going out or yeah staying at a motel like if i went and i stayed in a motel on the side of a road and like a guy was checking me in, I'd probably just be like, well, yeah, he's in love with me, but like everybody's in love with me. <laughs> like, I'm not that about scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think um, vacancy would do that for me. Vacancy would make me not want to check into a motel on the side of the road. Have you seen that movie? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Well, maybe I have. It sounds vaguely familiar. It's like in early 2000s. Yeah. I might have seen it. And I think actually it sounds so familiar. There are so many movies because like I, we've talked about it before, but that's like when I got really into horror. So I think yeah. I saw everything. That oh, was I'm sure out, you did. And none of it's that memorable. It, yeah, no, that's exactly. <laughs> I'm like trying to tell you what vacancy is about, but I'm like, I can't even. <laughs> Something begin. about a motel. I'm like, there's a motel in it and there's like vacancy in it. So. <laughs> but I remember being like kind of scared by that. But yeah, this one, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a real life like fear thing. Totally. I mean, people should be scared of that because it's so real. Ed Gein. See Ed Gein. <laughs> See Ed Gein. Ooh. Well, it's just like you never know who is going to maybe kill you. That and that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> okay. So next week is going to be our episode before Valentine's Day. Oh, the so, worst holiday. You hate Valentine's I Day. Hate it. I don't mind it. Really? I never do anything for it. Well, usually I buy myself a box of chocolate. Oh, we should buy each other a box of chocolate. We should. And we can do it for the next pod. That's cute. We should. Mm-hmm. We'll make each other a Valentine. 
Um, but okay, so it's gonna be our Valentine's episode because it'll be our last episode before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to watch something romantic, but scary, but romantic, or like horror and creepy, but romantic. So we put up a poll on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And by the time you listen to this episode, it will be down. So we're gonna check the results right now and see what we're watching. And it looks like we're watching. We had two options. One was the love with the other one was warm bodies and it looks like we are watching warm Warm bodies Bodies. which is like i've seen it before i thought it was really cute i've never seen it i thought it was cute i've heard like really good things about it yeah and i feel like you would be such a little simp for nicholas i already am Um, i'm like (laughs) it's just my type daddy it's cute um so we're watching that just getting in the romantic mood Yes, we're gonna get so romantic, so romantic. bring each other some chalkies. And I don't know why I said that. I no. mean, chocolates. Okay. No, have you listened to how we talk? We talk about our pinky <laughs> wings, our chalky chalks, chalky chalks. Um, um, also, yeah. should we? I was gonna say that we are actually, we're actually going to do a little uh collaboration with our collabby lab <laughs> collabby lab with our friends fear the talking queers and I'm we so i'm so fucking excited they're so funny um if you've not listened to their show please do it because they are a treat and they are the funniest people i'm so on obsessed Earth. with them i really am i'm like when they sent us they were like hey do you want to collaborate i was like yes like instantly i'm yes. obsessed with them no, it's going to be the ultimate powerhouse. It's going to be like Fear the Talking Queers and the Basic Bitches. We will be doing that in the coming weeks. And mm-hmm. I hope you guys go check them out beforehand and then listen to our episode with them. Because um, I feel like it's going to be really fun. It's going to be so bomb. Such a bomby bomb. Such a bomby bomb. Love them. Love them so much. Um. Okay. So that's all very good and very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um. What else do we have to say? I heard something the other day. What'd you hear? So I heard that. Where'd you hear it? Maybe I start with heard that. It at a real estate brokerage. <laughs> okay. And I overheard a drunk old white man talking Ew. about something. Okay. He threw a little wad of cash in a crunchy, crunchy envelope on my desk. Uh-huh. And I look at it and there's a note. And he says, it, the note says that, um, give fangirls, he says, no, you know what, the note says that he was, he got the this. The note had a clear message. Right yeah, it was like, inside of the envelope, there was a fortune cookie, the fortune cookie, I broke it open, mm-hmm. I ate the cookie, and I looked at the fortune, and mm-hmm. it said, if you give the fangirls. A five-star rating and a nice, nice review. (laughs) You will also receive this crunchy little envelope of $40,000 that you can take to a disgusting little motel. (laughs) And meet hot-ass Norman Bates. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, you can try that. I don't know. All right, not not our strongest, but honestly... I would 
I could really use $40,000 right now. So actually, it's worth a try. Like, it's worth a try. You might as well, if you have um, Apple, you might as well give us a five-star rating and a kind review because maybe you'll get $40,000 in a crusty envelope on your desk and a cookie for, and a for some cookie. fucking reason. <laughs> the fortune cookie gives you the message. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, you killed it. No. No, you didn't kill it. I will never, I'm like, the fucking voice I did last week seriously hurt my throat for like three days. I so, keep listening to it over and over on repeat because that shit is so funny. Oh my that god. Killed me. I thought that was like the funniest I'm expecting thing. you to pull something like that soon to make me feel less bad about myself. <laughs> but, okay, good to know. So yeah, give that a try. I don't know. Good to know. So you can go ahead and follow us on, um... I almost said Facebook. No, we don't. Ew! Have we are not, oh, we're not a Republican. <laughs> I'm not a Republican. <laughs> no, I graduated high school. I don't use Facebook. <laughs> I went to college, so definitely not. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, which we are the most lively on, Twitter, and TikTok. Which we're, I think we're going to try and post a TikTok. Yeah, we are. Here, Devin made some, some bangy ones for yeah, Psycho. I think so. <laughs> So follow us on there. Our handle on all of those sites are it is Doobie. Our is do is Fangirls Pod F A N G G I R L S P O D. And like, subscribe, review, right? Great. Get a crusty envelope of forty thousand dollars, baby. It's <laughs> that you. easy. It's that easy. Um, but anyways, do you have any last words? Um, I don't think so. No, no, I don't. No. Okay. Me either. Well, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> popcorn, Emily. <laughs> um, I guess all there is left to say is scare fart your asses off. And from the whores of horror themselves. Good, Good night, night. Normie. Normie.